should Canada, should the government introduce a national mandate requiring, requiring, sorry, all cars sold in this country to be electric? Apparently, the liberal government considering such a move. Kenneth Bokur is the host of the EV Revolution show on YouTube, and he joins us for more on this now here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Kenneth, how are you? I'm great, Jeff. Yourself. Thanks for having me back. Well, appreciate you coming back on. And uh, tell us a bit about what the Liberal government's uh, considering here, this uh, mandate that would require all cars to be electric. Well, you know, the government's trying to adhere to the Paris Agreement, which we committed to back in 2015 as far as lowering our greenhouse gas emissions. And one way to do that effectively is the transportation sector by converting a lot of vehicles, you know, passengers and SU, uh, uh, sedans and SUVs and pickup trucks and such to EVs where they're zero emission. That can really help lower those emissions in, in a lot faster uh, method. So this is legislation that they're looking at to uh, extend what's already in place for some provinces, like in BC and Quebec today, where they have zero emission vehicle or ZEV mandates, to say to the automakers, look, if you're going to sell vehicles in our provinces, in our country, you need to have a certain percentage and you need to offer those type of vehicles to consumers. And they want to get to net zero, from what I understand, by 2050. Do you think that's doable or is that overly ambitious? You know, I, I think it's doable. And there's a few reasons for that, Jeff. Um, certainly the want and the desire on our government, but on the consumers needs to be there. And I think that that is happening. You know, we're seeing a lot of consumers now um, recognize that OEMs, and when I say OEMs, I mean the GMs, the Fords, the Chryslers, all that kind of stuff. They're really starting to push electric vehicles. I mean, GM saying they're all in now after 2030, they won't be making any more internal combustion vehicles out there. So, uh, you know, the the desire, I think, by the automakers to start moving into electrification is resonating with consumers. And as we continue to see that, more and more consumers will start picking that up. But we do need things like, um, you know, legislation to help drive incentives. You know, we have a, a federal incentive. I think you and I spoke about that last time I was on uh, for up to $5,000. Plus, there's provincial, uh, provincial incentives to help consumers get into there. There's certainly uh, the OEMs are capable of of a supply, right? And we're seeing even the automotive marketplace move towards more online ordering, even going into a dealership, test driving a car, but having the ability to online order, we don't necessarily need an EV on the showroom that you can drive away that afternoon. So OEMs are starting to build vehicles and look at the volumes that they need to do, help to bring the prices down as well with battery costs becoming less, um, charging infrastructure growing. So it'll take the fear of where, where do I charge this vehicle? And I think the number one thing, Jeff, that we need to uh, help out there with consumers is education, letting them know a lot of the pros and cons, mainly pros about EVs. Yeah. What do you think the biggest misconception about EVs is right now? Well, I think range anxiety is still something that lingers in the air, even though the average EV now is coming with, you know, 300 uh, to 400 kilometers of range and they're, they're becoming bigger as newer models come out. So uh, I think, you know, having that education factor to be able to tell consumers, you know, what do you really drive in a day? 50, 70, 100 kilometers, even in winter when you could lose some range, there's more than enough capability in those batteries to get you where you need to do on a daily basis. And if you're going on road tripping, 
most new EVs now coming out over the next few years by all the uh, manufacturers will be capable of faster charging rates. And what that simply means is that they can draw more power uh, quicker for a longer period of time, thereby decreasing your need to stop even on a road trip from maybe an hour before to what it was to 15 minutes to 20, 25 minutes today. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that, Kenneth. If we are going to mandate this, that all vehicles need to be a EV or zero admission by 2050, where do you think we're going to be in the next 25 plus years when it comes to recharging? Because as we well know, to fill up your tank right now, it's a matter of minutes where it's a matter of a half an hour, maybe even an hour, of course, to recharge your vehicle, if not more. Where do you think that technology, the recharging technology will be by then? Well, you know, as, as any technology is, it is changing by leaps and bounds. And, you know, 25 years is a long time, Jeff. So mm-hmm. I, I could certainly see a five-minute charge in 25 years. I mean, that would not be uh, out, out of this world to even think of something like that, where the batteries will be able to sustain a very high current for, for a short time and fill up those batteries uh, much more quicker. I mean, there's talk about solid-state batteries and all these other chemistries and stuff that battery manufacturers and OEMs that are partnering with these companies and doing some of it themselves are looking at to, and it's a constantly evolving field. So, you know, getting a charging experience down to, you know, like it, like it is today when we stop at a gas station for five, 10 minutes, depending on what that is, if it's a highway travel, if you're going on vacation and driving longer road trips, you know, stopping 20 minutes to half an hour isn't out of the norm. And we're already there today, Jeff. So imagine 25 years, how much more convenient. Plus, don't forget, there's home charging. I can plug my uh, EV in overnight, wake up in the morning and have a full charge. Uh, I have a Tesla Model 3 and I can have, you know, uh, 350 to 450 kilometers when I wake up in the morning, uh, ready to go. And I'm only driving with COVID. I'm not driving too much, but normally I'm not driving that kind of mileage in a day. Kenneth, I'm going to give away my multi-million dollar idea here. And I want your take on this because I've always wondered when it comes to battery operated EV vehicles, has somebody, somebody must have thought about this by now, but why don't we make the roof solar, solar panels to charge the battery and it's charging all the time? Well, you know, it's a great question. And to be, there are actually manufacturers, Jeff, that are doing that. There's a company called Sonos Motors in Europe that has a completely solar paneled vehicle from the roof and the sides and the front and, and rear. Uh, and there are uh, Aptera is another one in the U.S. that's coming out with a solar powered, uh, a solar assist. So you can't fully charge it today. Remember, solar panels aren't as efficient um, as other modes of electricity generation are. Uh, the cost has come down a lot. Their efficiencies are getting better, but they're not nowhere near where you need to be to charge, let's say, a, a 75 kilowatt hour battery pack up uh, in short order with a solar panel. You know, you would need a, a pretty big panel to do that today. Uh, but what you can do is get some mileage back. So some of these manufacturers are marketing the vehicles and such that, you know, you drive to work, let's say you, you drive 30, 40, 50 kilometers one way, you park it outside, it's sunny all day, and you get back in your car and you've got that 30 or 40 kilometers of range back just by sitting there for the day. All right. Just uh, finally, got less than a minute here, but one of the barriers to entry when it comes to EVs, of course, has been uh, price. It has come down a a bit as of late. Do you expect that trend to continue? Yeah, certainly do. All the analysts are saying within probably mid-decade, we should start seeing cost parity. 
battery prices have come down from the uh, thousands of dollars, you know, 10, 15 years ago down to now, I believe under a hundred dollars US per kilowatt hour. And that's the major, you know, a big expense of an EV. It's a big component. Uh, we do expect cost parity to come down by mid-decade, plus or minus a year or so. And then it'll make perfect sense when you factor that in with a lower total cost of uh, operating the vehicle over time. Um, it just makes perfect sense to go EV. All right, Kenneth, really appreciate the conversation and the time as always. Thanks so much. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. All right, Kenneth Bocour is the host of the EV Revolution Show, which you can find on YouTube.